When I was just a little kid, I asked my mother, "What lies ahead? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich?" Here's what my mother said: "What will be, will be. The future's not ours to see." What will be, will be. Welcome to this week's episode of Live, Laugh, Light Body, where we're going to talk about what it means to be in flow with the universe. And that particular song was the reason why this episode was actually inspired. And uh, the lyrics of the song are about trusting in the universe. And, in my opinion, the secret to exercising any sort of will in this universe is actually to be an open vessel for trusting in the universe. And that's how we get into what's called alignment, and that's how we get into a flow state. And by flow, I mean electrical flow. So being an open ohm of electrical flow. (laughs) Tonight we're going to talk about what is called the kundalini awakening Mm -hmm. and i'm going to talk about how that relates to the 12 houses of the zodiac Mm -hmm. and the importance of being in a full open electrical circuit state and what that means so the body has a basically an electrical system in it ruled by the nervous system that comes stems from the thoughts in the brain and the thoughts in the brain or thoth in the egyptian texts is Mercury. It's actually the planet Mercury. And I said this in the podcast, but I'll just say it again. The material that you see when you have an out-of-body experience or you have a quick near-death experience is you see a silver cord that goes from your body into your etheric body. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful, shiny, almost crystal silver. And it is supposedly the, the, the makeup of the chemical quicksilver. And that connects your 12 cranial sacral nerves of your brain into the tree of life, also known as the ash- astrologos or the stars, or the astrology. Um, and the word astrologos actually means star language. Logos means language? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Language of the stars. It's the language of the stars. Okay. So it's the map of the mind because those 12 houses... And all of those stars and planets are connected by way of that Quicksilver, or Mercury, the messenger god, or Hermes Trismegistus, connected into the brain. And so there's an opportunity to be in a full electrical circuit with that connection to the heavenly bodies and the sun, Mm. to have a full electrical circuit, which then goes from the stars down into the brain, from the 12 cranial sacral nerves, that then goes down into the body, down the spine, and that, again, is the roots of the tree of life. So mm. it kind of looks like um, afterbirth, you know? And there's this cord that's attached to this, like, essentially it looks like the roots of a tree, right? They kind of use that as sort of a visual. Okay. Now, I recently found out this year that the energy of fear is not the opposite of love. Love 
is in everything. It's in absolutely everything, even fear, because it's the creationary force behind the universe itself. I can feel love for something and still be fearful. Actually, parents do it all the time. They're like, I love you and I'm so scared for you. You know, parents often mm -hmm. feel fear and love at the same time. Exactly. So they do coexist. Mm -hmm. But trust and fear do not coexist. Trust is actually the complete opposite of fear. And trust inside of the body, physically, when you have the emotion of trust, you actually make it so that your body comes becomes completely surrendered to the receiving of the universal energy flow so there's no kinks in your energetic hose yeah <laughs> <laughs> and no kinks in my hose <laughs> <laughs> so that the waters of life can flow through you <laughs> flow through and by and all around mm -hmm. <laughs> so trust would open the channels of your your energy body. exactly so like the eastern tradition of qigong is just movement of energy mm -hmm. or even uh, acupuncture is placing those little pins and then they electrocute them essentially to create a better circuit but what they're doing is they're just opening up your chi they're opening up your electrical channels and okay. putting you into a more surrendered state so what is the purpose of opening up our chi moving into a trust state and opening our channels i mean it seems nice but why right well that's what they call enlightenment mm -hmm. enlightenment all the lights are turned on so basically the reason why you'd want all your lights are turned on because that's when you access your full genius you access peace because you become omniscient you see from the point of view or the perspective of god essentially so you see the love in all things so if there's a holy trinity right we always say in the in the old religious day they'd say father son holy ghost or body, mind, spirit, or... Masculine, feminine, androgynous. Masculine, feminine, androgynous, magnetic, electric... Uh, sorry. Magnetic, electric, light. Hmm. So this holy trinity of the third house of Mercury, or Gemini, rules our communication and our light body and how light enters our body. So... To have a peaceful mind or a peaceful nervous system, which would mean that you are moving the voltage that is coming into your body appropriately and even flow with what you magnetize to what you put out essentially, creatively. Right, because if you're dammed up, like, you'll get a kind of a, you know, there'll be kind of this, this blockage and kind of... Um, like if you ha put a kink in your hose and then there's still water flowing, the hose will explode, essentially. Exactly. So in the human body, that fear turns out to be, it turns into disease. Mm -hmm. It turns into bad luck. Mm -hmm. It turns into that as within, so without means that you have to be completely accountable for your vibrational rate at all times. And so essentially the peak of what you could, quote unquote, because we're still abdicating the patriarchy but to achieve essentially to achieve a light body or a, an enlightened state means to just have a full electrical flow of electricity or to become the singularity or to oscillate so quickly that you become immeasurable hmm. and for a lot of people this might actually seem really really far out there but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tibetan monks have reported having rain having witnessed other meditators or monks turn into rainbow bodies or even disappear yeah and wasn't there like a whole 
country that just disappeared at one point? There is like, a... Uh, it wasn't the Mayans. Or the Maya. It was the Mayans? Yeah. They just kind of all collectively achieved a light body, mm -hmm. and then they were just like, pop, gone. They left all their snacks behind. They well, that's the theory of the Gene Keys. Right. The theory of the Gene Keys is that if enough people achieve those Cidic states, or you could see in the Gene Keys this trinity of creation too, right? This Hermes Trismegistus stuff, mm -hmm. this third house of Gemini stuff, how the threes are the, the force of creation. You can see this in numerology too. Oh yes, because in for those of you who haven't read the Gene Keys, so there's the shadow frequency, there's mm -hmm. the gift frequency, and the Cidic frequency, and so that would be sort of the, the shadow would be... The magnetic. The, the magnetic and the thing that you have to alchemize into the gift. the gift and then the gift when it's in it's like most epic <laughs> existence becomes this the cidic state enlightened state enlightened so state. if the shadow is magnetic we can talk about shadow work on another podcast mm -hmm. it's just divine feminine work you're mm -hmm. you're feminine and then the masculine is the gift or the giving mm -hmm. and then the cidic state is the androgynous Right, the balance. The balance the or the administration, oh, the administration of the two. Interesting. So essentially when you when you understand this three code, you can see it in everything. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And so basically right now we're, we're talking about opening up our channels so that we can kind of achieve this light body and also just like be in our integrity and do what we mm -hmm. want to do and have more energy it's like I, I guess just like on a very basic material plane just being a human I would like to have the energy <laughs> to do the things that I desire to do to show up in the way that I'd like to show up in society so for sure if I could open my channels and have more energy like I've actually seen people who as soon as they you know they have this this tiredness and then as soon as they talk about something they're passionate about it's like they just pulled this energy out of a mary poppins suitcase and it's <laughs> like that's a tiny suitcase where did you get that from but they just pull out a full lamp you know because they're 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 charged by this interest by something that's in their integrity and something they're passionate about and literally they just doop, they just open right up well, that's because inside your DNA is coded with the information, the incredibly intellectual thing that is your DNA just says, hey, light this person up, send out tons of dopamine when she sits in front of a piano. Right. And so what that does, that's that K sera sera thing. <laughs> That's like the universe has essentially programmed you. And I explained that with how the stars are laid out within the brain. Mm -hmm. So you come here with this kind of program to work with. You come with what magnetizes you or what is magnetized to you, what you must do <laughs> to move that energy through and what do you create from it? Mm. And we all have this inside of our charts. That's why astrology is so important. And that leads me into how to use the astrology in a practical way to figure out how to best surrender to this beautiful universal energy that just wants to serve you. It wants to put you in the most beautiful position it can, but because of our collective uh, Armageddon fear. Our lack of trust. If we don't trust lack of the trust. universe, why, when the universe like showers us with good things, we're going we're gonna to be resistant to that. We're going to be like, what's in it for you, universe? Well, <laughs> when the Zoroastrians say you know, the heart is a time machine, they really mean it. They mean that the frequency of your heart is dictating the 
quality of the reality outside of you. And so if you get in right relation with the frequency of your heart, i.e. you control your emotional state or you adhere to listening to your emotions and the voltage that comes through you, then you'll actually be in harmony with the earth and with the universe. You'll be in circadian rhythm with it. So what? how do you use astrology? First of all, all you need to know is your sun sign, actually. So when the moon enters into the house of your sun sign, so for me, when the moon enters into the house of Aquarius for two days, it sits there for two days, there is a beautiful process that happens inside of the body. So just like the moon sort of rules women's cycles, mm -hmm. the sun uh, and its relation to the moon have also something that happens in both men and women every month, just like a period. Mm. But the period is internal and this process has been mostly suppressed or not really talked about during the age of secrets, the age of Pisces. So when the moon is in your sun sign, That's this right. process happens. Okay, very cool. So your sun sign is? Leo. So when the moon enters Leo, mm -hmm. we get two days where this sort of period is happening inside of your body. So it happens inside the brain. Okay. It starts, so let's say today the moon is in Aquarius. From my claustrum, which we can talk about the, the myth of Santa Claus. Claustrum. And yeah. It's called the claustrum. It's inside the brain. Basically what happens in the claustrum is it actually starts secreting or sending the signal for the pineal and uh, the pineal and the pituitary gland to both create this oily substance. One of them looks like milky and it's white and the other one is gold and looks like honey and that's what they call the land of milk and honey in the Bible. So, or in the Vedic traditions, they call it the Ida and Pingala. And these are actually just describing two nerves that fall down from the pineal and pituitary gland. And they basically, they hold that oil, okay, mm. from each side. So that oil starts to fall down the body. And when it starts to fall down the body, it reaches the solar plexus first which in the Bible is called the manger. This is where <laughs> the seed gets germinated for the flowering of life to begin. So we need to have open solar plexus energy. So we'll get to this and in, in to the seven chakras and the seven energy centers in the body, but the solar plexus is incredibly important for its role in the actual germination of this, what is called chrism oil. And it's called chrism oil, the word Christ or Christos, the, the reason why the name of Jesus Christ in the Bible, he's actually um, allegory for this chrism oil because it was translated from Greek. And in Greek, Christ or Christos means oil. So it's talking the the story of Christ and the 12 disciples is how this oil moves through the 12 signs of the zodiac. So this process is happening inside the body. So we got to the solar plexus. It gets germinated. What does germinated mean? Well, it means the spirit of breath has entered into the oil. And the spirit of breath means that this body is alkaline. Mm. This body is in the pH balance on the side of alkaline. The word alkali actually means father God. And that actually just means heavenly or in right relation. So an acidic body is a fearful body. An alkaline body is a body in trust. So, 
one we'll, we'll stop right here at the solar plexus and we'll say how do we get alkaline there's many many different ways but the absolute e easiest is with your breath if you do wim hop breathing or any kind of breath that hyper oxygenizes the body like that quick breathing that will instantly make your blood alkaline instantly um, the other way is to maintain alkalinity um, with your diet which is to eat um, unfortunately for those who eat meat all meat is acidic um, some might carry a neutral pH balance but you might want to look at that um, fruit is incredibly um, but non-genetically modified fruit mm, fruit is the most electric food uh, and it's foraged the, food, I would imagine. Is and then foraged and herbs mm -hmm. are the most alkaline. That's why you only have to have this much to get the size of a dime. The size of a dime. And your whole body will light up. That's why you can have like a drop of a tincture and you can feel the vibration of the whole plant. Yeah. Those herbs have a lot of old wisdom. Those things were not destroyed during a lot of cataclysms. Yeah. Right, so supporting your solar plexus. So we have this chrism oil. It goes down your your chimney. You said your little <laughs> your, your little Santa goes down the chimney. Santa goes down from the, the claustrum. The claustrum. We hit the solar plexus, and then in order for it to continue to pass through the solar plexus, you need to have no resistance, and you can alleviate that resistance through you know certain plants, certain mind states, and breath work. Yeah. See. Okay. Move, and then then. Exactly. And then. Bingo. So then. It goes from the manger, <laughs> and then it falls all the way down. Wait, the manger is the solar plexus? Yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> and that basically, it kind of follows, like, uh, I believe it's called the pneumogastric nerve, or even the, the vagus nerve system it has a lot to do with um, the telling of information to the intelligence of the oil. Oh, the so gut, the gastric. Exactly. Yeah. So the gut health is incredibly important. As it moves down into the 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 sacrum or the five fused so the, the five fused bones at the base of the spine mm -hmm. that also are meant to be the relationship to your five senses are all ruled by these this very small part of the spine. So small. It's mm -hmm. at the bottom of the sacrum. So you know that part that kinda of curls in it, but it's like this big. Just a little a little nub it, and that little nub is probably one of the most important parts of this entire process wow yeah i guess that's why like in yoga they often focus on the spine they're like healthy spine healthy life exactly so we go down to the nub then we go down to the nub and then it goes down to the base of the spine and it's where that is where it meets the decision point whether or not it's going to rise so it's just kind of like a basketball it just goes boom Exactly. And it goes right back up. Exactly. Back so up the, the magnetic pulls it down, the divine feminine, mm -hmm. and then the divine masculine pushes it up to make light inside the brain, right. or the optic thalamus lights up because it's because of its connection to the pineal and pituitary gland. Well, the optic thalamus would then be the androgynous aspect. So if it goes back up, so how does it identify whether or not the soil of that root area is 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 ripe for that bounce back well what this is is this is a fail safe this is a biological process that happens as a fail safe to try and prevent anyone who doesn't have the the essentially the best intention for its surroundings to have this much power this is a lot of power because with all of that energy comes power right it's almost like a, a human having um what is that um, free energy 
this is this is free energy this is a process where your brain actually starts to regenerate new blood that means this is what they call in the old traditions the fountain of youth this is it this is the never-ending energy flow where people actually get to decide whether or not they pass on that's the that's the message of um oh wow uh, what's that saint he'll come to my name in a couple minutes here I can't remember. I'll have to come back to what, it. What like met what uh, religion is he part of? Oh, he's not. Re it's not religious in any way. He's just a saint. Yeah, it'll come back to me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just to say that this has been something that people have kind of, you know, heard rumors that this is a true mm -hmm. uh, thing and have channeled from people that apparently you know that this process basically connects us to our highest potential, which is to actually become creators, not just manipulated by you know, the astrology itself. Right. So if you have one of these before you're like ready or benevolent, wh like what is the dangers of that? Well, the dangers are being completely out of. So when you're not living in your highest good and having this much power, that could be a very destructive force. Okay. So you think about potentially even someone like Hitler. Is that what happened? Do you think he had a Kundalini awakening and then just like... It's hard to say because there are a lot of um, supposed like spiritual sages who have kind of like really gone off the rocker with power. Oh, they become like megalith. Yeah, Osho was one of them. Oh, okay. The the guru Osho. Right. He really went power hungry. He ended up committing suicide after right. like a couple attempts, and he was really manipulative and tried to take over a town oh, with wow. violence and his own police force. Wow. <laughs> but he was like so. His channels were open because of his Kundalini awakening. Exactly. Like he was able to like manifest that into being. Exactly. Even Richard Rudd, the the guy who wrote the Gene Keys, he even said that after his three days in that Kundalini process, state, he came yeah. back Kundalini state. He said that he had he thought he was like Christ, you know, a bit like of a God <laughs> complex for yeah. a bit. So, I guess, and we can continue talking about that. So, I guess how to make the soil good, and then I'd love to kind of also delve into kind of your experience with it specifically, personally, just from a firsthand experience. Yeah. So, body, mind, and spirit. So, we talked about that holy trinity. Mm -hmm. That has to be in a full circuit or alignment. So, state of the body, okay. i.e., alkaline. Alkaline. That's it. That's it. And lots of oxygen. The more oxygen, the better. Mm hmm. Oxygen is a really important part of this. So the reason why yoga works, if you imagine the body's electrical circuits are just kind of like glow sticks that you need to crack to <laughs> open up the fluid so that it can mix together. Yeah. That's, that's what yoga. yoga is. Okay, cool. So yoga is awesome. If you do yoga first thing in the morning, I find it's like coffee. Yeah. Like it really lights up your energy a lot, I find. Cool. Yeah. So body maintenance, spine maintenance. Spine yoga. is the other thing. It's, yeah. it's kind of its own category. Mm -hmm. The spine in the magic traditions is called the magic wand like real magicians know that all magic comes from the health of the spine wow. and the quality of the mind. Beautiful. So that's body. So mind, how would you water that mind? Well, a clear mind for receiving and being in trust means allowing thought to come without judging it. It's the judgment that causes the resistance. Mm. So when meditation comes, unlike, you know, most Western traditions here are like, oh, you have to shut your thoughts off. You have to stop thinking and all this. Well, that's not possible as a channel. You are an open channel, right? So thoughts are coming. And when they when they do, it's how you treat them that matters. Right. So if you get into a training, like just picture yourself being a little ninja, <laughs> like a mind ninja. 
and sending love love darts i love you i love you yeah <laughs> and you don't even have to send love you can just by witnessing it without judgment that's that's the most pure form of unconditional love right and that's and that comes back to the quality of the heart are you in fear are you in trust or are you in trust what does it mean to be in trust i trust you means i'm open i guess like if i trust it's interesting because i can exercise discernment i can i think i can trust myself enough to kind of trust myself in any situation and to understand my discernment in that and the way that you do that is by locating your safety. And yeah. we can talk about that mm-hmm. um, a little further on the line. But that's yeah. one of the most important things in order to even begin this process of learning magic or like, you know, yeah. disconnecting from fear. You've got to first find your safety because when you disconnect from fear, you've got to have somewhere to land. Right. Because if you're doing like magic out of fear, then you're just going to breed more fear. No, exactly. And that's mm-hmm. the same thing as Kundalini awakening. If the frequency you go into it is is still in if like you haven't really done the work mm. and what i what i call the work is what they call in the bible jacob's ladder and they talk about this in the freemasons texts and stuff like that too is that taking things step by step is important right because you slowly actually truly attenuate to the frequency of enlightenment mm. which is how it's meant to be because it's it's a s- gradual softening whereas if it goes all at once it can actually just be incredibly destructive because your body isn't ready to calculate the awareness that your consciousness just took on and so there becomes this disharmony between your mind and your body and that's what schizophrenia is oh people have this high 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 consciousness but a body that's just not ready to be in that vibration light so it's like holding a fire in in like a in a piece of paper (laughs) you know you're like it's not going to contain the flame (laughs) that's right and that's why if you have um what's called in our modern society mental health disorder or specifically very especially schizophrenia you need to be exercising like a like you need to move energy like crazy and you need to negotiate with the universe to slow the fuck down yeah that your body can only hold so much right now but if i had any of those really really tough mental health issues the first thing i'd be starting to do if i was listening would be body work all right how do i just give my belly a massage every day for like an hour what can i where can i find time to just like open my physical channels and get get in there get yoga get meditated and get light inside your body that's that's it but then Mm -hmm. as much as you bring in that light, because there's a lot of information that wants to come in your brain you got to you got to be able to move it out too. So if you're not a creator, mm-hmm. if you're not able to create tons and tons of, you know, writing or art or w- music or whatever wants to come out of you, could be dance, mm-hmm. then you got to move your body. Right. So Go on a hike. Full circuit. So you're receiving and you're and then you're outputting. It's a constant flow. It's got to be a constant flow. Exactly. And uh, I think that I didn't go over the last couple pieces of the process of mm-hmm. the uh, the Kundalini, so I'll just kind right. of. So we hit the base, and then if and then the it soil starts is to good, rise. If your mind, body, spirit is good, then it starts to not good, but in right relationship to each other, yeah. Then it starts to rise again. Yeah. Okay. And your 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 open and honesty is a big part of this. Right. On being honest is a big part of this because being honest, the reason why they say like they really hone in as as a principle honesty 
Um, Who's they? Like the Bible? Like the Bible or even like, you know, a lot of the old spiritual t teachings because the opposite of truth is desire. And that means when you the desire... The opposite of truth is desire? Yeah. So Scorpio is I desire, right? And it's also... Manip it can also be... Um, oh, what is it called? Betrayal mm -hmm. energy or mistrust. Mm -hmm. it, it's uh, ruled by Judas in the Bible. Judas the betrayer. The right. one who kills Jesus. Right. The scorpion stings you. So it's polar opposite sign is Taurus. I have. I already have. It also rules the throat chakra and truth in the voice. Uh, so you, you trust. And when you're I honest. I trust. You have, yeah. And then if you connect those, the energy of Taurus. You really want to know the secret of Taurus? Is because I trust, I have. <sighs> yeah. That tells you all you need to know because the second house of Taurus rules our material wealth. So our material wealth is predicated on our ability to trust mm. and be honest. Beautiful. That yeah. means learning your own song, learning your own voice, learning who you are. What I mean by being honest doesn't mean just, you know, saying what come up in your day. It's finding out who you really are. And, and acting on that integrity allowing the force to allowing the universe to dance you essentially almost like a marionette mm. just be one with the universe that is to what it means to be in trust and then that takes us up to the the sacred oil returning and this is what in the bible is called the crucifixion where it actually comes to a point um in the place of the skull i'm just kind of pointing at the back of the nape of my neck yeah. this is where uh in the bible they call it golgotha and this is where the, the Christ oil is refined 1,000-fold, so multiplied 1,000-fold, which at the frequency of 144 hertz at the base of the spine, or at the top of the spine, when that's multiplied 1,000-fold, it turns into 144,000 hertz, which is in the Bible as the return of the 144,000 which are what they claim are like the star seeds or the people that are coming back to save the earth. What the Bible is saying is that to save the earth or to avoid the timeline of this whole thing collapsing in, in catastrophe again mm -hmm. since Atlantis, the whole key to this thing is that we share this wisdom. Right. We open our... We be our truthful. We be truthful. We share what we know. And we help each other get into alignment with their electrical circuit and that which makes them completely open, which is coded in their DNA by the dopamine releases that come from the DNA. The DNA tells the dopamine, okay, go, go, go. This is something they need to be interested in because this is what keeps them open because it's indicated by joy. Therefore, so it is truth. Light. Let's give it some light. Okay. So, chrism oil goes down. If everything's in right relation, it goes back up. If it isn't in right relation... It just stays and dies. Dies. The so stays and dies. But if it's good, we go back up. It pops up and then it goes back to. Your it goes to the optic thalamus. Those two electrical connections connect, and boom, there is a light that goes off inside the brain. That it's like an explosion, and all the nerve centers get turned on. This is when you're in what's called a cytic state. And that cytic state just means you are firing and wiring at all things at all time. You are completely one with the universe because you have allowed it to access you. 
you have allowed its magic to become you and therefore you trust its guidance is correct because, because if it's you, you because it's you and you trust yourself and that's the thing if you don't trust yourself you won't trust the universe so your relationship to yourself is the most important part of this entire <laughs> piece and bring it back <laughs> Yeah. And our mentor calls it Aloha Ma, which is self-reflective love. Mm -hmm. And it's called by many different names in many different traditions. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, the mirror of your reality is how you feel about yourself. Your language that you speak to the universe is how you treat, act, talk to yourself. Yes. And then that will be mirrored in your relationships with others. I absolutely agree with that. There have been times in my life where I have found... Uh, my behavior, I always thought, okay, as long as I'm nice to others, doesn't matter how I treat myself. That's what I thought. And then when I, I got others close, then I would treat them the way I treated myself. And then that j would jostle me into alignment because I was like, oh, darn, actually, in order for me to treat others with kindness, I do have to be kind to myself. And so it does bring a lot of compassion towards people who are treating people unkindly because it's like, oh, you must be real nasty to yourself if yeah. this is how you treat others exactly so yeah get right with yourself and it will overflow in a really beautiful way to the universe yeah that's a really beautiful way to witness people too is like you know instead of taking everything personally it is mm -hmm. really important to kind of objectively look at our reality and say you know does this seem like it's aligned with someone who has a lot of light start thinking in terms of light and energy and yeah. you'll see the interconnection in all things yeah is this a behavior of someone who has light yeah a lot of light in is body. this you can even like walk into a building let's say you're going to buy a house does this house have a lot of light mm. does it look like it was loved and you can tell when something's been loved yeah there's a trust it has trust you know like even when you have like you know like animals in your home and they have a, a trust you know, they walk into the world with a trust and you're like, okay, they, they, they grew up with a lot of light being sent their way. They trust. It's even funny if you think about like, there's this kind of derogatory statement for like rich kids that are born into money called trust fund babies. <laughs> but isn't it funny? Cause like, yeah, they will probably trust the universe a little bit more depending on, you know, their life the experience. Kind of upbringing. Yeah. Just because you're born into wealth doesn't mean you had like the love that you needed to, no. to, to trust in the world. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you, you are being sent love and light in a, in a pretty regular basis, then yeah, there will be a, a trust that mm -hmm. you have because there, the universe hasn't given you any reason not to trust it at this stage, you know? Exactly. Mm -hmm. So that whole process that opens up in the body, that you have an opportunity, now that you know, you can mark it on your calendar, you know? Yeah. Maybe a couple of days beforehand, you'll do a little bit of breath work, you know? Yeah. You maybe you'll eat some raw veggies. Yeah. And do and do the juice. And so I, I want to now delve into your personal Kundalini experience, I think, because that's that's I think we, we, we tapped into the, the process, the actual like scientific process of what happens in your body and then kind of the why the why would be, you know, get into alignment so that we can, you know, turn into a creative culture instead of a war culture. And then now we're going to move into like, hey, what can people expect? Like some people, it might just be like, a, oh, that's pleasant, you know, and some people it might be pretty intense. So just from your firsthand experience, I'd love to hear more about what that was like for you and, and how that shifted your life, if, if it did and how. Yeah, you can experience it in many different ways. To some people, it happens by accident. Some people will do kundalini yoga and, you know, do a lot of intentional practices like 
pranayama breathing and things that are very intense to essentially stoke the fire, mm -hmm. right? So if you picture this electricity like a fire, imagine your breath as if it's kind of like, you know, when you blow on a fire and mm. it just goes Igniting the and, it, and it really feeds it. Well, the breath of life or the breath of fire does exactly that. And this fire needs to be stoked. Uh, cool. And what it feels like, it feels like somebody... Oh, yes. Sorry. And there's the third, the dark night of the soul. That also is a way of getting it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I had, I think I'd experienced all of them at that point. <laughs> But you had the trinity of kundalini awakenings. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah. Well, I think it's really intense no matter what way you put it because you know, it's this energy of and by the way, it's not the peak spiritual experience. No. I just want to say like it's not like the Mercedes Benz. It's not like we all want one, you know. No, honestly just your consciousness, your awareness of 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 how you and your relationship to yourself create your reality. I think that's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. Like whether this kind of like very shocking thing happens up inside of your body is doesn't mean you are any more or less powerful or enlightened or enlightened person, in yeah. any way. Because I know people who've had this experience that are very much not enlightened in any way, and but not in alignment anymore. Or right. And, and this can move back and forth mm -hmm. and that energy can actually make those people that aren't ready for it or not haven't taken the Jacob's ladder or the steps to get there. It can actually make them go a little bit crazy. Like I said, it becomes very dissonant. And so what it feels like is it feels like somebody put a fire inside your body and just like stoked it. Like, and it's very much like it can be very painful in certain places. Your body starts moving, um, not necessarily against, yeah, your body gets danced. Your body really gets danced by the universe. You start doing mudras, the hand yoga, mm. and some yoga poses. That's why I'm totally convinced that this is how yoga was like, quote unquote, invented. I think it was, it was channeled through people's yeah. bodies mm. because the body automatically does it as that kundalini energy moves through it. It knows exactly what it needs. It's so intelligent that it knows exactly what it needs to remove the energetic blockages. And it just does. Wow. And the crazy thing about that is that it's actually just the act of surrender that causes it. Because alkalinity is a form of surrender and being in a full trust state is a form of surrender. So if you're having a kundalini experience and you said it can be a little painful, like if you don't resist it, if you just surrender, would it be less painful? Um, I would not like to say that I'm an expert. Right. I think that I've only had my own experience right but i think that there's probably like a wealth of knowledge on Absolutely. on people okay. there are i read a book once where a woman did collect people's stories ah. and put them together in a study and it was really cool i honestly i can't remember the name of it now yeah, but if you do you can just link it a lot of people get there through a through this book that i read mm. apparently a lot of people get there through transcendental meditation that's that's one of the ones that showed up the most for me mm. was transcendental meditation i started doing that after after my fast and after this experience mm -hmm. and I, i'll tell you right now i really did feel like my aura was going to blow up it was yeah. just growing so much wow. um and that m what i mean by that is my awareness kept getting further and further and further meaning that Wider, i was feeling yeah. the oneness between all things that just started within like myself and then mm. my bed and then we'd go out to the city and then the, the country and then i was just feeling it getting bigger and bigger That's so beautiful. it's yeah it's a cool feeling okay so tying this all into kind of one sort of 
thesis or one sort of kind of takeaway? The takeaway is the body has a miraculous available technology inside of it that is meant to give you everything you ever wanted, which is full sovereign peace mm. and connection to the universe. Most of us feel very far, and that far feeling, that farness from yourself, that's actually just a disconnection from the source of love that you came from. And that's just electrical resistance, and that can be solved. Actually, it's, it's ridiculous how simple it is, but how complex we have to make it in order to believe it. Mm -hmm. So some practices that you can do okay. until you believe it are... Two by brownies. Put it in. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> what we got. <laughs> Uh, fasting is fast. Mm. That is definitely not the Jacob's Ladder approach, <laughs> but it's effective if you are in a more serious circumstance. Yes, like. And I'll leave it at that because I don't want to get censored here. But mm -hmm. you know, fill in the blanks a little bit. If you're in a more serious health crisis, this is something that a lot of of the old doctors recommend. Doctor Sebi. Mm -hmm. Queen of Fua, a lot of the people animals that I really do respect. It too. And I know whenever do it. I like I had a dog growing up, that he would just not eat when he was sick and then he'd be good in a couple days. Right. And everybody has their relationship to food, so take this how it, it lands with you. Yeah, of course. And throw it away if it doesn't feel good. Mm -hmm. The other one is through movement. Movement. Yoga and dancing are mm -hmm. the two primary functional body somatic releases beautiful. and they're the most effective and beautiful because as you dance you can really feel the emotion leave yeah and that when you dance and when you dance hard it breathes you you do end up breathing yeah. heavily it's like I, I always often felt I always wondered I was like is exercise really just a way to make yourself breathe <laughs> yeah you definitely get breathed by the universe and also mm -hmm. there's there's no other way to move physical energy you know besides just actually moving that's why when we get into like l long sustained states of fear we get really lethargic and we like we get stiff right. that's that stiffness is yeah. electrical resistance mm -hmm. and so you by so dancing physically yeah getting into a trance beautiful dance it out so movement breath work alkaline foods mm -hmm. And then speaking your truth. Speaking your truth. Being honest and doing your best to Now, focus. speaking your truth doesn't mean walking into a room and telling everyone they're assholes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking your truth actually just means really embodying who you really are. You know, the primary entry into the mystery school is know thyself. If you really mm -hmm. want to start getting deep into this mystery, know yourself first. So that's part of astrology, too, is actually, oh, here's a map of my brain. Here's how I receive information. Here's how I process emotions. If I'm in alignment with that, that means I'll be in a full electrical circuit. So a good way to know thyself would be astrology, journaling. Mm -hmm. Any kind of art. Any kind of art. Any kind of art. And especially art where you're not planning anything. Right. So observing your subconscious through your art. Exactly. Your subconscious. You you set an intention, ask a question, and I promise you, yeah. the subconscious will reveal it. And, and mm -hmm. I think one of the best ways I've ever seen this done was through collage. Yeah. If you want to learn more deeply about that, you can check out Come to Sanctuary. Come to Sanctuary on Instagram. Yeah, and she is an art. Really great magi. subconscious work. Yeah. 
really beautiful subconscious. She's a high priestess of collage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She doesn't know she's been titled that, but she is now. It's yeah. official. You hear to her first. We hereby knight thee <laughs> as the high princess. I what I said knight, knight the high priestess. We hereby hi the princess. <laughs> priestess. <laughs> Hi, princess. Um, okay, so beautiful. So we <laughs> have, we have breath work. We have movement. We have art. We have collage. We have observing your atoms with love. We have eating alkaline foods. You know, just seems like a a great thing to do. Okay, lots of water, foraged goods, and the spirit element. The spirit element. Yeah. The spirit element. For the spirit to be in alignment and feel healthy means that you need to follow the spirit's call. That means following your dopamine. Right. That means living in accordance with your integrity mm. and not compromising. Because if you are in a compromised position, you are cut off from spirit. Because that mean if you have compromised, that means you do not trust the universe. Right. And that language to the universe says, okay, I'm going to give you more reasons not to trust me because that is the as without portion. I want to add something to following your dopamine, which is this was a, a thing that I thought at first and then I, I corrected my thought with it because initially I thought, okay, yeah, follow my dopamine. What if that leads me to, you know addiction because there is a temporary dopamine mm -hmm. and so this is something that i realized uh the other day kind of in a bit of a channel flow state was i i, I use the term light but going towards things that bring you sustained light so things that bring you dopamine if it's a short shelf life dopamine if it's just a so say yelling at you know, your partner or yelling at someone, you know, who's close to you, that might give you a very temporary hit of dopamine. That might be very temporary and it might give you dopamine for the moment. But if you have to keep doing it like every 30 seconds, then it's probably not like the dopamine that's going to be the one that gets you into like, you know, it, it's not going to be sustainable because you'll probably feel really bad afterwards, most likely. Um, and so we're not talking like short shelf life dopamine hits. We're talking like long form. So like, for instance, winter dipping for, for me and us is, is a, a dopamine hit that lasts the entire day. Mm -hmm. You know, going dancing, it's a dopamine hit, but it's not a hit. It's a sustainable, it's a sustainable long form thing. So, you know, follow your dopamine. And if it takes you to sort of short shelf life dopamines, you'll become very unsatisfied. But also another way to kind of hack that understanding is that is the light coming from within or do I need that other thing? So what I mean is like I can jump in the water and make myself cold. Right. I can um, do breath work. I can do breath work. I, I can, can dance. dance. I can do the yoga. I can sing. Yeah. But if I need to introduce another substance, then highly likely not coming from within. Right. And, but like, what about forged foods and things like that, that like bring you a lot of light? They're pretty sustainable. Yeah. Well, even that, you know, if we have inclement weather long enough, we might not have those things. I'm talking about just the innate sort of inside body light giving things. Light I mean, even like the, the ball of light, that is the sun. Sometimes there's clouds. <laughs> yeah, sometimes there's clouds. Yeah. But can you bring yourself light on a cloudy day? Yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. Because that light is internal. True. That's the power that we have. We mm -hmm. have the power of the sun inside of us. 
That's what the magical texts are all about. I'm and made of stardust. <laughs> and that's why when we get into the future episodes about magic, we're going to talk about the nine principles of light. Ooh. Because that's where you start if you're going to become a magician. Love that. Oh my goodness. Ooh, that was a really long, large two by brownie. I yeah. chewed that one for a while, but I, I'm very satisfied. <laughs> that's beautiful. So maybe a prompt would be beautiful for our listeners, perhaps. I think a prompt would be to take some time to make some collage art. Yeah. Get to know what's going on inside your subconscious and get establish that trust. I think that is a great first step to establish trust mm-hmm. is to realize that your subconscious, when you set an intention for it, i.e. you give it a road or a channel to exist, right. that it actually wants to help you out. Yeah. And I've had some of the most supportive languages mm-hmm. from the universe come through my subconscious doing collage art yeah. so the whole key behind it is to get into a state of trust you do not judge what you're interested in mm-hmm. and sarah's rule that sarah creswell that taught us this yeah. her rule is if you look at it twice you you take it out no matter what yeah so allow the dopamine or that which creates interest inside mm-hmm. of you to choose for you and tell you a story. And tell you a story. About and it's so fun to analyze afterwards. You keep Ooh. it for days and days and days and yeah. just like really sit with it. Mm. That's what I would recommend. That would be my first step to establishing trust in the universe. If I have been betrayed by what I perceive is mm-hmm. the universe, you know, being at me, I would start with art. And then we'll we'll mm-hmm. add to this at the end of every episode. We'll add an antidote or like a task that can be a step in the toolbox of trust yeah and if you don't have collage you can totally just have a a pen and a piece of paper and just say you know automatic writing automatic writing yeah yeah do you do automatic writing i do i love it okay can you explain the process of what you do well don't do it might be different for everyone but generally um kind of my process is you can set a timer which helps. You don't have to, but that does help uh, give you a bit of a container to not edit yourself. So if you set like a five minute timer, 10 minute timer, whatever you feel, and then you start writing and you don't judge anything and you don't take your pen off the paper. Do not take your pen off the paper and you just keep writing. And if you have a hard time uh, thinking of something, just look around the room. Just look around the room and tune into your five senses if you have a hard time kind of getting the the water flowing yeah. of creativity. I think it'd be great if you do some some subconscious uh, collage work. Uh, if you tag Sarah, us in it yeah. or oh, send yeah. it to us, it'd be super cool. Or if you do some really cool writing that you know you have a really brilliant spark of awareness, it'd be fun to share. Yeah, we'd be happy to share it on our story. And all right. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us. Do you want to sing us out? 